<laughs> Forgot about the intro. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 154 of the Vex on Vex podcast. Today is October the 6th. It is two years to the day since the loss of the eight, the great Eddie Van Halen. And for episode number two, the second time, we have Dave here. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. good. We got no guitar. It's all drums. It's all Alex. Yeah. I mean, you got a Van Halen in there. So what are your thoughts on Wolfie? I mean, do I... Do I appreciate it? Yeah. Do I think it's a great fit? Nah, not really. I mean, it's it's cool, but pull your mic closer. Yeah, I don't I don't know so much that it's like. Uh, well, he's solo. It's not a fit. He has his own thing. He has a record out and everything. Yeah. That's what I'm asking about. Oh, I thought you might like him fill it in. Well, it was like it was 2007. It's 2022, and the guy's dead two years. So you know. I know, but I'm just I don't know. But his own thing is cool, you know. I. He's got the pedigree, you know what I mean? He's obviously a talented dude. He can literally that. play like his dad. Yeah. Because at the Hawkins thing, Taylor Hawkins, like, he went out and just fucking played Van Halen, man. Yeah. Like, nailed it. You ever heard Bended? No, what's Bended? Bended is uh, Griffin Taylor's band, Corey Taylor's son. I did just hear, like, two days ago, King Sam sent it to me. And he's awesome. He sounds just like early, like, early Slipknot. I feel like they're better than Slipknot. I don't know about that. Early Slipknot was on fire. Early? early. I like the word early. But, yeah, it wasn't crazy. There's some tunes later that I really dig, but, I mean, the, the goal was their first two albums, you know. There's what happened, the bass player wrote majority of the material, and yeah. he died. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I, st- I still love Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor's up there, my upper echelon favorite dudes. I, I like him as a person. I just don't care. Is that weird? I mean, what do you mean you don't care? Like, like he came out with Corey motherfucking Taylor, right? Okay, cool. He wanted to be in Velvet Revolver, Slash turned it down. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know why. I think that would have been awesome. I don't know why either, actually. But there's a Josh Todd situation, the guy from Buck Cherry. Okay. Him and that Buck Cherry guitar player came in to be in Velvet Revolver. Okay. Before they had the second guitar player, which is Slash and Duff and fucking Matt. Right. And it was going pretty good from what I hear, and Slash pulled the plug. He's like, listen, if you guys want to stay with this singer, that's cool, but I'm going to leave. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, listen, he's off key. And listen back to the tapes, like, oh, he's a little off key. When you're writing, though, it's a thing. Yeah. But I guess for Slash, if you're off key, you're off key, you're out the door. Whatever. I don't really, I don't know. I'm off key a thousand times when we're writing new songs. As, dude, for real, me too. Yeah. For real, for real. You got to sing it like ten times. Yeah, 15 I'm just trying times. to make things fit, you know, like see what works. But I guess Axel wasn't off key, and I guess Scott Wilde wasn't off key. No, when they were writing, I don't know. They're also really, really talented dudes. Well, one's dead. Well, yeah. Axel looks a lot like Throw Mama from the Train Lady yeah, at this yeah, point in his uh, life. Yeah. And I love Axel. Mama Fratelli. <laughs> and then did you ever see Scrooge? Yeah. She's she's one of the background actresses in Scrooge. Is she? Yeah, when he goes to the homeless shelter to pick up the ex-girlfriend. Okay, okay. She's yeah. like, oh, come on, please. Like she's in that film. Karen Allen. Is that her name? That's who it was. Why do you know that? Not not uh not not Mama Fratelli. Um Karen Allen is the, the ex-girlfriend. Oh, the hot chick. Mm-hmm. Who is not hot anymore because she was in the fucking... Yeah, she's really old now. Yeah, but she's... She was, 71, dude. Yeah. She held on for a while, though. Yeah. She was cute even in, uh, what, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Well, Raiders of the Lost Ark is before Scrooge. That's her, that's her introduction. Okay. So that's now, like 83. Her introduction is Animal House. <gasps> it she's is. the dude's girlfriend in Animal House and sleeps with Donald Sutherland, the teacher. Which is two years before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why I know any of this, I have no clue. I don't know how we got on this topic. I like already. spinning off. 
Um, you said we have to have a roundtable discussion when you came in. Yeah, at some point, we should uh, we just have a, a big fiasco here. And right? then our boy Tim Day was supposed to be in this week. F minus Tim Day, he bailed out. Already. No, he got COVID for real. Oh, for real COVID? For real. COVID? Like they diagnosed him and sent him home from work type of thing. You had COVID yet? Three times. You had three times? Three times. The second person that's had three times. Here's what happened. I had a housemate, a, an African-American gentleman. Let's tell story time. Vex on Vex podcast. Yes. Story time is the best. Best things happen with story time. We had a, I don't you might have met him, a giant African-American guy named Thomas, who was our road crew manager for like years upon years upon years. If I did, I don't remember. You were inebriated probably. Most likely. So, that, that tended to happen. Thomas worked for us since like 2011 or 12, but I think 12, right? And then I got divorced again in 2000. They all run together now. Hold on. Let me think. 18, 19, 19, 19 I get divorced. And so she leaves. And then he texts me. He's like, hey man, um. My place to live kind of fell through, and you have that giant house, man. Can I just crash with you, man? Tim Day, what's up? We're talking about you not fucking being here. Well, we were. Not now. Now <laughs> so, I'm telling other stories. So I, I begrudgingly, I'm like, listen, you can't afford to live here. Like, I know you can't afford to live here. He's like, no, I make this much money. And I'm like, okay, I need this much money every week because I don't trust you to pay me monthly. And he lived here for like two years. And in the two years, I think 50 times he didn't. So <laughs> okay. half the time he did. And half the time he didn't, right? Because okay. it was two years. So maybe 40 times he didn't pay. But I'd make him do stuff. He'd go to work with me or something like that. It would work out. The one hard rule was if you're going to live in this fucking house, the house that Starscream built, if there's a Starscream show, you got to go. You're the roadie. And you get paid for your time. I pay our roadies. Like, it isn't like they don't get fucking paid, right? So you that's got. A, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. If you're wondering, because uh, neither one of my bands pays anybody. <laughs> so if you work for us, you get paid. Come to a show, but you have to come. What do we play? Once a month? That's yeah. not a lot, right? No. Mm. And everything was fine. Then COVID kicked in. So for a whole year, we didn't play. At the time, we had a different drummer who wasn't Marcus. It was this other kid who doesn't like me, by the way, but that's fine. So <laughs> he got an Achilles tendon tear. Yeah, I know. Right? We were sharing a yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you do know. It's his other side band. Well, no longer his side band. It's his number one band. Baby. Oh, anyway, cool for you. And they're back again. By the way, they keep breaking up and coming back. Yeah, that's a thing. I guess I wouldn't know. Anyway, neither do I. So we don't play for like a whole year. In the interim, this guy, my housemate, gets a girlfriend who looks like an umpa lumpa. I'm sorry, she looks like an umpa lumpa. You know it. I know she's an umpa lumpa, and she was mean. Like if you're fantastically unattractive, right? If you're like not a good looking girl, right? Be nice. Remember Jenny McCarthy on Singled Out? Yeah. How she was a cunt. Okay. That's how the Oompa Loompas spoke to me. And she's like 20 years my junior. I was like, were you on the crack? Like, you, 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 shut up. This is my house. Yeah, so I, what are you doing? Exactly. So I just dealt with it. They lived over there in that, that wing of the house. Not my fucking problem. She didn't live here, but she kind of lived here because it's a nice house, right? So she didn't fucking, started doing laundry in my, my fucking shit. I was like, whoa. Anyway, she didn't live here doing, my, doing laundry in my house. My house with her clothes. That's fine. So I, I do that. Um, She brought COVID here. They're, they're writing on, on social media, oh, we're very, very sick in that room. And I'm sitting there. I'm sitting on the couch behind you playing video games. And they're at that table to my left. And they're fucking eating. And I hear, eh, eh, eh. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, and this is during the pandemic. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to get sick, man. Yeah. And so they go into his room. And I just swipe down the counters and everything when they left. Right. That Monday, so that was Friday night. She stays Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. She stays here. I don't see them, but they're here. Monday. She goes to get a test and she's positive for COVID. She calls this guy to his job. 
He tells his job and he sleeps next to her. So he's positive. And they're like, well, you got to get the fuck out. So he doesn't come home or anything. He just goes out into the world to get his own COVID test. It comes back positive. He tells them the workplace had to call me and tell me he's sick because he never told me he had COVID. I brought a girl here on a date at the time who had uh, low immunity or whatever, the, okay. compromised immunity, but I didn't know it's a date, right? right? So she's in my house. This is not generally first date discussion. No. Well, it was like second or something. Like we okay. had, we went to dinner and stuff. Now we're here and it's time for the, you know, the adult time. Right. And that was nice adult time. So in the interim of all of this, they call me, his job calls me like, Hey, uh, Thomas has COVID, which means you probably have COVID. And I'm like, and I look at the girl and I'm like, <gasps> So, so much for adult time. No, no, she still she was pretty down. Oh, so it well, still rocked, and she left. And then I I got a hold of him. It was really good dinner. Yeah. He came. Where, the, the, where'd you go? We're good. Dessert was better. Back then everything was closed. It was like a diner because you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was like a whole thing. So he comes home at like eleven o'clock at night. He gets kicked out of work at like eleven a.m. Where he goes for twelve hours, I don't fucking know. So I go and I knock his door. I'm like, do you have, do you have COVID? And he's like, yes. I'm like, were you gonna fucking tell me? And he's like, I don't know. Like a little kid. Yeah. And he's gigantic. He's like 6'4". So I'm screaming at him, which I tend to do. When I'm upset, that is. And that happens. So she gives me COVID. So nothing happens for a whole week, bro. Nothing. Nothing happens for a whole week. And then I'm just sitting on the couch. And a fever kicked in that was so high. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I felt like I was drunk. And I was like... <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it happened quick. So I'm fucked up. Like all night Friday... All day Saturday. I'm not in any pain. I'm just really fucking loopy. Like bad. Yeah. And then I woke up like Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And but you're alive and you're awake and you're moving around. Yeah. By Sunday afternoon, the fever broke. And by Monday, it's like it never happened, right? Mm-hmm. Back then the gyms were closed down. So I wasn't doing cardio or anything. I was doing stuff at home, but not like I'm working out, right? So then like that happens. A month later, I think the gym's open for a minute or something. I go to get back on the treadmill and all my cardio is gone. It just evaporated in one week. Yeah. So I did the full like 14 days. He couldn't go to work. So if I had a roof call, which we don't see the customer, we climb a roof. He had to go with me and work for free because he got me fucking COVID, you know? I barred her from the house. I'm like, listen, bitch can't be here until New Year's Eve. You gave me COVID, fuck you. And he's all mad. I'm like, no, I'm going to fuck. Bitch gave me COVID. Get the fuck out, right? And then New Year's Eve party comes and it's a good time. You should come this year, by the way. And there's a lot of alcohol and everybody's happy and like we're grooving and she comes up and she tries to hug me and I just kind of pushed her off like and just kept doing my conversation and she burst into tears ran away crying like a child. And then he came out of the room and started screaming at me, you got to apologize to my girl. And I'm like, first of all, and then one of my friends grabbed him, this woman and took him away. Oh, Angie Stevens, like, Angie's the one who grabbed him. She grabbed Thomas. She's little and she spins him away and she's like, you don't understand you probably shouldn't get in Vex's face. It's a bad move. And he's like, okay. And then he comes back and he's like, I'm very sorry that I got in your face. And I'm like, all right, Forrest Gump, go away. You're inebriated. She's inebriated. Just fucking leave me alone. I'm trying to to party in my house. So that happens. And then a few more months go by. And again, just we're fighting over this woman. Like my water bill's doubling because she's showering here every day. You don't fucking live here, lady. Like it's a thing. Go to your home. Go to your home. And then for six weeks, he didn't come home. For six weeks. Okay. But he would come every weekend and pay his rent and then just go away. And I was like, well, you're paying the rent. I'm not comfortable. Like, you know when you go to bed at night and you want to lock your front door and just be cool? Yeah. All right. One day he comes to pay the rent. I'm not awake yet. It's a Saturday morning. I was fucking in my bed. I got up around 11 a.m. and I came out and the front door is unlocked. Now, how much equipment's in this fucking house, Dave? Quite a bit. So there's no front door locked and I'm locked in that room asleep. 
Okay, bad fucking look. Yeah, not cool. Call him, no reply. Text him, no reply. Very, very upset. Another two weeks go by. He doesn't pay. Now the mortgage comes. Boom. He hasn't paid now. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I drove to his job. I didn't see him in six weeks. And I'm like, hey, can I get my key back to my house? And he's like, oh, I don't have it with me. And I happen to look over and I'm like, hey, is that your backpack on the ground? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, isn't that my key hooked on the backpack? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, can I have my key back now? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he gives me the key. And, and then he went on fucking Instagram and called me a racist for the better part of like two hours. You know where you can do an Instagram story where it just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs? Yeah, I don't really mess with the Instagram. Well, that's because we're not children. Right, I don't really think it's So he, he name dropped me. He named all of my bands, my business, everything that was happening in my life, and said I'm a huge racist piece of shit. And he feels like a slave that escaped the fucking, what's that word? Plantation. Yes, that was the word. So yeah, that was that was the whole. And then so that's the first time I COVID, right? And then I had a New Year's Eve party like two years after that, and somebody kind of brought it. And then like a few days later, I got COVID again. And that time it was a motherfucker headache, so completely different. Okay. And like I was laying in bed for like two days, like blind, like migraine bad. And then somebody gave me I don't know what they gave me. I, I'm not good at drugs, but it's like a pill, and it knocked the fever out, which was awesome. My neighbors, which is cool. And then I got through it. And then. I'm like, oh, I got it again. It's been every two years, like a COVID, no big fucking deal. I went out with this fucking girl in like March or April and we both got really sick afterward and we weren't, we were like texting, but we weren't hanging out because I just met her. And either she says the restaurant gave us COVID that we went to. I think she brought COVID from her job and we both got knocked on our asses. Could be. So how many, you said you had it once? I had it once. When? Um, 2020. Okay. So a minute ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. Um, 2020, maybe 21. No, it's 21. So, and here's here's the kicker for me, is that I was not super keen on getting vaccinated for it. I'm sketchy with the whole idea a little bit. I'm, I'm still not vaccinated. Fuck them. I'm not going to jump on the whole, you know, conspiracy thing all the way. But do I trust it 100%? No, absolutely not. So I kind of held off, and I kind of held off, and I kind of held off. Okay. Finally, at the urging of of some people in my life, you know, I really wish we'd go do this. Hey, maybe you should think about it. Fine. Cool. I'll do that. Now, prior to me getting vaccinated, mm -hmm. I had had close contact with people who had COVID five times. Okay. Extremely close contact. Kissing a lot of people, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds. <laughs> um, to the point where I was at my neighbor's house and we were passing a bottle of whiskey around and I drank from the same bottle as this dude <laughs> and he tested positive the next morning. Okay. I didn't get COVID. Okay. I got my first shot. I got my second shot and I got COVID 48 hours later. <gasps> yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. You live your life how you feel like you need to live your life, but it's a little suspect. Or sus, as the kids say these days. It's a little sus. That's how I'm feeling. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a thing. But definitely not nearly three times. No, that's wild. It isn't wild. Every time I get it, it's less strong than the time before. The most recent time, I thought I had a summer cold or a spring cold. Right. I wouldn't have thought it. But the girl has a corporate job, so they had tested her, and yeah. she had it. But we were in close, close proximity, so obviously I had it. Yeah. But it... uh. It went away. It's always like two, three days. It's never long. Now, the other person I know that's had it three times yeah. is a person 
I'm friends with, and they live on my street. We're friends. I'm friends with her and her fiance. They live together. She has had it three times. They have taken almost zero precaution each time she's had it. Slept in the same room, and he's never got me. There's asymptomatic people. That's a thing. But even when she had it, he has taken the tests and come up negative. Can't even speak on it. I'm not a physician. That makes sense. Not what you're saying. Like I, it just makes sense. I don't me. know how. I don't know how you're pulling that off. Well, think about it. That girl with the weak immune immune thing, yeah. we slept together that night. Right. And she didn't get it. Yeah. And then, boom, I had it. But then I maybe I had physically got exposed to it on Friday and Saturday. Right. I see her on Monday. And then it took till the following Friday for me to have any symptoms at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they weren't even that bad. Here's the irony. The last time I had it, it didn't wipe out my cardio. It stopped. Yeah. I went right back to the treadmill because gyms were open. And I didn't miss a beat. So that I was interesting. I can tell you, uh, when I had it, it, it wiped me out pretty bad. Same thing as you. I, I the, the fever hit and it hit real fast. Yeah, it came on like a train. Yeah, right, dude, it happened in a matter of an hour or two. Yeah, like, I went from You're normal. Fine yeah, to I was buckled. Yeah, and told my wife like I'm pretty sure I got COVID. I'm I feel really bad. Yeah, and literally it lasted like a day, a day and a half. Yeah, the fever. But as far as like feeling myself again, like the congestion stayed for probably like a week. Did it? Yeah, not me. And then, yeah, I probably didn't feel like a hundred percent for like three weeks. Wow! Did you yeah. lose smell? Um, no, I lost taste, but not smell. I never lost smell, which yeah. drove me insane <laughs> because somebody be cooking something, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that smells amazing!" And I put it in my mouth, and it might as well have been sane. The guy I was so mad for a long time. The guy who works with me, we do roofing together. He uh, he lost his. Pleasant smell. So there's something where he, his other job where he'll like spray on a guitar to polish it. Like it's a really nice smelling thing. He's like, you smell that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it smells like fucking shit to me. And that fucking for months he was fucked up. Then the only thing that happened to me the second time I had it, I like McDonald's. Unfortunately, I love that shit. Like I love those fries. Come home and smear me ketchup. And the ketchup tasted wrong. And I didn't notice that I'm eating my burger and I'm like shoveling my mouth. And I just kind of stayed away from the ketchup, putting the fries without it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened. Must have been bad fries today. And I just didn't think about it, right? And then like like a week goes by, I do it again. And it's still shit. I'm like, oh, wait, I had COVID. It ruined ketchup for me. And then a month after that, it's like it never happened. Like it wasn't a big deal. Thankfully. If I lost smell and taste, I'd be really sad. Yeah, it made – and again, like I said, sort of like you said, it didn't necessarily take away the taste of things. It made a lot of things taste different. Yeah. Like, I love coffee. I love coffee. Good. I love coffee. And I couldn't drink coffee. Because <laughs> it just didn't taste right. It tasted like burnt. <sighs> like something burnt in my mouth. Like, sucked. I love your t-shirt, by the way. The meat plow shirt. Absolutely. I'm repping our dear friends in the Mighty Mighty Meat Plow here. You can see. They're pretty fucking awesome, too. Dude, they, they are super awesome. I call them, like, the Jersey version of corrosion conformity. You don't see it? Not so much. In a couple of tunes, yeah. In a couple other ones, not so much. Well, how would you describe them to people? What do you think they sound like? It's real sludgy, man. I love it. It is. It's awesome. And, dude, look, you can't knock them because they're awesome people, too. And the gear's amazing. Guys are such cool dudes. They are. They're like the nicest made it out to the show last Saturday. Thank you, Bucking. He did. He did. He's a good dude. Michelle LeBrick, the best photographer ever. (laughs) She's good people. She was in that band Solo for a while. Oh, really? You didn't know that? No. In their inception, I was dating 
somebody and we went to the show and there's like, like how facebook pops up where you were like i think it's like 2015 maybe 14 no 15 and we went to freddy's remember freddy's tavern no <gasps> you don't remember freddy's tavern I th- it was bristol i think ben salem in that region it was cool it was very uh methy like oh super <laughs> the, where i want to be there was a liquor place right next to it and there was a fucking um a, a hotel it was like a meth hotel and they were all in the same complex it was a meth hotel. Meth hotel. I remember that I had a, a friend who was in a different band. Oh my god! Okay, so that drummer, <laughs> that drummer we were talking about earlier, is in this retread of the same band again. This is the bass player from four retreads ago of that band, who I'm still friends with. I might add. And uh, he but was not like, the other guy. "Not your old drummer." He hates me, bro. What did you do? What did you do? It's how I talk to people. Okay. Not him. How do you talk to people? I don't take a lot of shit, bro. What, what is the complaint? That's what I. Want how can I speak on it? He won't talk to me. Okay. Although, he does have my drum kit that I gave him, so there's that. I don't know. That's okay. I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I guess I'm grading to be around. It was only fucking six years. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Oh, the, the bass player quit around the same time with the whole roommate situation. Did you know that? No, I did not. So I take the key from the roommate, and then I go home, and there's a text by the time I get home, and he was, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> I quit because of what Vex did to the roommate. <laughs> Via text, man. Meanwhile, it's it's not his roommate. Or, no. Or anyone he really associates with. Oh, no, no, no. Like we, we got the roommate a job with him. Okay. So I knew the roommate first, right? The guy worked for me before the other guy was in the band. Like, he worked for Starscream. And then he needed a job. And that guy was hiring his job. I was like, hey, get him a job. And he got him a job. And now they work together. And because I did that, oh, he quit. But the reality of it is he just wanted to quit. And that's okay. Say that. Don't make it about yeah. me. Like, this dude didn't pay his rent. He has to leave. It's not a big fucking deal. Besides, it's really not that big because now you got Sweet Danger up there. Sweet Danger? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you this? No, tell me everything. Okay, so you know those stupid, like, uh, questionnaire things you find on Facebook? Yeah. And it says, oh, this is your nickname or whatever. Yes. Blah, blah. Well, Paul had filled one out, like, a month ago. And it said that his nickname was Sweet Danger. He does like those weird things on Facebook. So I saw it. And I commented on it, knowing that we had a show coming up sure. together. And I'm like, you better damn well expect me to start screaming sweet danger from the crowd. You, you didn't, though. I did not. And I forgot about it. And I'm mad that I did. Because I even said it to him as you guys were getting ready to go on. Bro. I'm like, have a good show there, sweet danger. Did you see the Dr. Polly t-shirt? I did not. Oh, There's a Dr. Polly t-shirt. There's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this unflattering photograph of our dear friend. And uh, he's like, he doesn't look right in the picture. Like we call him at an odd time. And we took that and we made a t-shirt that says Starscream at the top. There's his face and Dr. Paul at the bottom. So I have one, King Sam has one, and Marcus has one. And we don't tell him, right? So we get on stage at timeout two, which by the way has closed. Did you hear that shit? I did. Actually, I heard I heard out the gate. Um, a dude that was there when we played there. Yeah. Um has since friended me on Facebook and super seems like a really nice guy. Oh, that guy, the yeah, Indian guy. Kumar, yeah, 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 Kumar. I know who he is. Super nice he guy. Is nice. I doubt he's listening, but if you're out there, hey, cool, man. <laughs> he messaged me before anybody else because I had just messaged him like the day before. Hey, we're coming to play. Because I told him I'd let him know when we were coming back there and we just booked the show in December there. And so I messaged him, hey, we're going to be there in December. And like two days later, he's like, so much for that December show. I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, timeout's closing. You know that the show got moved, right? It did. (laughs) 
All right. News to me. As of 2.38 this afternoon. Oh, I haven't gotten this message yet. But Pistol cool. Razor is playing with Starscream. And not go to Royale. They are now doing Machines of Penalty. Okay. At The Nail on December the 3rd. Sweet. I'll take it. It is sweet, actually. 7.30 is the Psychedelic Elders. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Okay. Psychedelic Elders. I don't know exactly what they do, but I know they just got booked up. They're doing a thing with... Uh, C.T. McManus and Rock and Roll Union. I know they're doing something together. Okay. 8.15 is Hammer Sheep. I don't know them. They're cool. They're like a metal cover band. He's also, he's now doing a thing. He has his own thing. Uh, Horns Up Entertainment. The singer from Hammer Sheep. What's that guy's name? Jericho. I might know who that is. I think I was going to ask you about him, actually. Yeah. And 9 o'clock is Machines of Penalty. 10 o'clock is Pistol Razor. 11 p.m. Starscream. Sexy. That's, that's a solid lineup. It, it is. I don't know what the 7.30 starts are. The nail's really into this early shit. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's okay. Uh, dude, I'm not complaining. I'm getting old, dude. Oh, uh, whatever. I'm older than you by a lot. Not by a lot. By like five years. <laughs> well, you're 80? What? What year were you born? 80. Yeah, five years. Yeah, dude, five years is a long time. I don't feel like it's that long. I mean, I hear you. But, like, if you were 19 and your girlfriend was 14, there's a fucking problem. Also true. Oh. But if you were 19 and your girl was 24, you'd be fine. Touche. <laughs> Actually, if you were 14 and your girl was 19, you're still winning. Is it really molestation if the guy's younger? Uh, you know, it's a slippery slope. That's, that's, that's tricky. I mean... We had a conversation. We did have a conversation. We're not going to revisit it. We're not going to revisit it. Probably not revisit on air for other people to but be involved. We've in. all kind of said the same thing. If I was 14 or 12 and some older woman was touching me and she was attractive, why would I be offended? Like, you are hormone personified at that age. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're a 24-hour boner looking for somewhere to go. That's it. Now, there was a guy... There was, there was a myriad of them where the teachers are banging the young guys. Yeah. One of the... Well, the second one that I know, remember the first one she married. Remember that one? Letourneau? Mary Joe yeah, yeah, I do. So she got out. They got married for a long time. He left her because he's like, man, you old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know how you take that. The second one, uh, I, all right, I, I had a, a woman who gave me for Christmas one year a Rolling Stone what's a, uh, subscription, right? So I got the, every month. It came for free. And I got, I got into reading it. Now, there were good articles. I read Rolling Stone, seriously. Five years? Six years? Right, it's, it's been even longer than that. I gave up on that magazine. I did now. You know I mean? And they still, they have my email because I was on the list because I would get the mail yeah. to my house. But anyway, there was a huge article on this kid who, when he was like 16, his teacher's back. Now, 16 is pretty old, actually. Yeah, 16, I think you can kind of, I would take that as a wash. So I, I the teacher's like banging him. He get Everything gets caught. And they found him like 24, 25 years old. Now it's later. And he's just a weed head who sits in his house and he's depressed all the time. But I don't feel like the teacher fucking him is what ruined him. No, I don't, I don't think that's the thing. I think that's just probably where you were headed regardless. And they made that documentary called That's My Boy about Donnie Berger. Dude. <laughs> I just watched that last week. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Dude, everything about it is amazing. Sister fucker. There's, oh, dude. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Adultery is bad. But incest. It's wicked, man. <laughs> Donnie Burger. And he looks at him. He gives him this look like he had never thought about it that way. Like somehow what you're doing is so much worse. Like, oh, really? <laughs> One of the best scenes is Leap, you motherfucker. Yeah. I love that shit. 
Dude, that movie is amazing. And no one likes it, but I love I it. I absolutely love it. It, it. Like, Dance the Night Away with the Van Halen section, when they're fucking, they pick up Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And then the guy from... Uh, the Todd Bridges. Van Todd Bridges, that's it, from Different Strokes is there. And they're just running around, smoking drugs on roller skates. Then yeah. they go and they fucking steal beer. The guy shoots a shotgun. He starts following them. Yeah. They're all pissed on a restaurant together. It's like the greatest fucking scene in a movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to have a life like Tell that. Tell you what, you did at the strip club. Okay. <laughs> And I love that the Borat wife chick is the fucking fat stripper in the movie. Oh, yeah. 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 She's amazing. Well, I don't know about that, but she's, she's funny. The strip club in that movie is called Bacon and Legs because they serve breakfast. I didn't comprehend that. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's hilarious. And then the mom's doing a twerk thing on the stage where she's yeah. banging upside down and the kid's and throwing fucking. Breakfast. It's a very classy movie. And there, I, Nick Swartzen is that goofball. Oh my god, I forgot! I forgot! Like, yeah. Dude, Nick Swartzen is hilarious in everything he's in. That dude is funny. I've seen him do stand-up. You've seen him do stand-up live? Oh yeah. He's the so tower is really good. I saw him. So, alright. Nick Swartzen's <laughs> character in that film was he had a mullet, yeah. and he was jerking off in his pants inside the strip club, and he was kind of out of it. Starscream, of course we did, were a fucking house band once at a strip club. And nice. you got, and it sounds like a good idea, right? But then you gotta, like you gotta play for eight hours... And what do we have? Two sets? So this will be back and forth with the same sets over and over again, right? Yeah. And then during this song called Sevens, which I loved, there was a pole that went really high and there was a naked girl and I could see her vagina spinning across or around my head, which was interesting. But the reason I bring this up, we had a roadie back then who remained nameless, but King Sam remembers this motherfucker. He was scum of the earth, this guy. Sweet. He was. He looked like Captain Caveman, kind of. Nice. nice. My and he literally was off to the side on one of the side stages while we were playing, jerking off in his pants to this black girl dancing, I don't know, four feet in front of him. Oh. And I look over and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and he's not the one who got barred for life. The other roadie, whatever the fuck he did, Trevor Dan, you famous motherfucker, got barred for life from the venue. And we shot a video while we were in there. Have you ever been ejected from a strip club? No. You never have? No. I've been thrown out of a strip club twice. All right, you got to tell me everything. I'm going to tell you both stories. Yes. Two times I've been ejected from strip clubs. Keep in mind, neither one of these was my fault. It all had to do with people I was attending the event. I don't believe you, but keep going. Absolutely not my fault. One took about 40 seconds that we were ejected. So, uh, the first one was at a place. Remember the Purple Orchid? I do. Okay, so the Purple Orchid. I went down to the Purple Orchid with... Uh, a dude I went to high school with. And the guy I went to high school with, um, in high school, he was what you'd call like a late bloomer. Interesting. One of those guys. Like he was kind of like short and chubby and real nerdy and didn't talk to nobody. And okay. Had a whole lot of friends. But you know, I thought he was cool when we hung out. We went out one night after high school, and he had miraculously sprouted immediately to, like, six foot one, like, over a summer. Wow. Grew his hair out, sat in his mom's basement, started playing guitar, and got really good, and now he's, like, this cool guy. You cool. Know? <laughs> and so, we went out to the strip club. Purple working. Real shithole. And we walked in, and we're there for, like, ten minutes, and another girl comes up on stage, and we had both been drinking fairly heavily. <laughs> and this girl that comes up on stage is the girl we went to School. Oh my god! Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, is that so and so? I'm not gonna name names on, on podcast, but is that so and so? Yeah, yeah, it is. He goes, That bitch used to make fun of me when I was fat. I'm Makes like, sense. Okay. And he bottle cap flicks a nickel at her. Did it hit her? Square in the ass cheek. Oh 
It had to stay. Well, that is assault, technically. Uh, yeah, uh, we were uh, asked to leave. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. So my, my second toss. That well, wait, how old were you during the first tossing? Like 23? Yeah, probably around Like a there. kid, right? Yeah, early 20s. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this, the other one was not far off from there. Um, I used to work at a factory uh, that manufactured uh, like screws and rivets and things like sure. that. <clears throat> it was a decent job, whatever. I was there for a while. Two of the guys that worked there had come from Yemen. Saif and Adele. Look at you knowing the names. That's amazing. I'll never forget these dudes. They were very, when they got here, they spoke very little English. Um, hard workers, good dudes. Um, very devout Muslim. Okay. Um, took time out of the day to pray. Every day. You know, do their thing. You know, face east towards Mecca. And, oh, cool. You do your thing. I don't fucking care. <clears throat> As they had been in America for a while. Saif stayed uh, devout to his Muslim roots. Adele did not. Okay. No. He learned the Western life and he liked it. In the land of milk and honey. Essentially, <laughs> yes. So we decide in our infinite wisdom that we're going to take Adele to a strip club one night after work. Okay. Cool. Show and tell. Here we come. <laughs> Down the road to show and tell. And literally four to five times on the ride there, I explained explicitly naked women you can't touch the girls you can't touch them they're here to look at you're not supposed to touch okay them. we were in there about five minutes and apparently my explanation of you can't touch the girls he took as you can't touch them until you pay them oh i'm over there minding my own business doing my own happy thing blah 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 blah, blah. And I hear this ruckus to my left, and I just see large, large men converging on the area. <laughs> and my man is getting gripped up and about to get tossed out. The only reason he didn't get beat down in the parking lot is because I knew one of the bouncers, and I explained the situation. I'm like, dude, we'll leave. Just let me take this guy out of here. He's screaming. I don't understand. You, I fucking give you money. I give her a dollar. I no touch still. What? What? I, I told you, bro. I told you. No touching. No touching. Well, he didn't understand the rules and out the door he went. Those are the two times I've been ejected from strip club. Neither of which were your fault, I might add. I told you that. Somehow you didn't believe me. I didn't believe you. Now, I can see how you wouldn't believe me because, you know, sometimes I do and say silly things. Because that's how I roll. How you roll. How I roll. Rolled up. Nah, I still do and say silly things. I just can't blame alcohol. Anymore. You're very adult now. I wouldn't say very, but, you know, I try hard. Like you're drinking water. I am. And there's a lot of liquor right in front of you. I know. <laughs> but I also know that there's, there's uh, Jack Daniels in there, and I don't want to drink that. Okay. I'm, I'm not offering, but I have a no, full I, liquor I, cabinet. I had my share of Jack Daniels. Oh, we discussed that. We did. That just, happened on the last part. But you didn't like Motley Crue, which is amazing to me. <clears throat> no, I, I really hate Motley Crue. All right, hate's a strong no, word. What's the reason? What's your beef? They're hacks. They're hacks. They're not hacks. Nicky Six is a bad bass player. Fact. Good Nick, good songwriter. Vince Neil is a bad singer. Now. Now. Was never great. Pretty good. Nah, really? 89, 90, pretty good. Take bands from that era. There's so many singers that are even like on the line that I'd rather have. Give me, front well, this is pre-grunge. Who do you got? 
You gonna give me fucking Janie Lane? I don't know about that. I take D. Snyder over Big Steel. D. Snyder was out of the business by then. Dude, D. Snyder. Well, ninety. Ninety. Mm. He did Widowmaker right around then. It wasn't fucking Twisted Sister anymore. Remember uh, that? That's too bad. Yeah. Twisted I Sister breaks up after love. I, I forget how short lived Twisted Sister was. It's weird. It took him like twelve years to get there. Yeah. And they they stuck around for like a year and a half. Dude, Twisted <clears> Sister <throat> is awesome. I love. Uh, I love. Stay them. Hungry is an amazing album. Um, the one before that, Under the Blade's really good too. Yeah, I'm for I'm a Twisted Sister aficionado. If you want to get into it, like I really love Twisted Sister. I don't Sister. know that much about them, but if you want to talk about Twisted Sister, I'm in. So I think Twisted Sister's cool. Under the Blade is like not Atlantic or anything, but it's released, and you think it's about like sadomasochism and shit, but it wasn't. Fucking D. Snyder had a throat operation. Under the Blade, yeah. I'm so fucking good. So <laughs> I was old enough. All right, remember Jerry Penicoli? Yeah, you do, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Jerry Pentacoli's famous. You can Google this. They say for jamming gerbils up his anal cavity. That's sure. his thing, right? But before that, he was a pretty successful Philadelphia fucking like anchor and host. Yeah. And there was a Saturday morning show. I want to say it's called This Is It. It's not called This Is It, but it was on at like 11 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. on Saturdays in 84. Yeah. So what am I, seven? A, a bad local program. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was at my friend's house. I loved it. It was terrible, but remember remember the dreadful cartoons that played before 8 a.m. when we were little on Saturday morning? There was this weird version of Batman that was like cats. This I don't remember. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. And it was just awful. But every morning (laughs) at like 7 a.m. on Saturday, because you're awake for no reason, because you're six, it's like they were cats. They were cats. I do remember that every Saturday you could get in a solid two hours of wrestling. Because they aired WWF and WCW, which was NWA at the time. And I know you're into that because I see what's behind you. All right. We're going to spin off. We're going to do a little story time, but now it's going in a different direction, my friend. Here we go. This is kind of what we do, and I don't care because this is fun. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino once explained how he collects movies. I'm going to use that parallel for wrestling. Are you ready? Quentin Tarantino said, hey, man, when you're a kid – and you're just kind of dabbling to get into movie collecting, you're into VHS, right? And VHS, you're like smoking weed, man. You know, yeah. it's like pretty fucking cool. And he's like, then you graduate to like laser discs or DVDs. Now you're doing coke. It's like getting heavy. He's like, then you get prints of actual fucking films from the fucking movie makers right. and have a projector set up in your house. And that's mainlining heroin. So that's the depth of it, right? So WWF, which is what it was called then. Yeah. But before that, WWWF right. is like smoking weed. You're like, I'm dabbling in wrestling. Before they got sued by the World Wildlife Club. Then you really get sued. There was a discussion. It wasn't like a thing. I... And if really, if you want to get truthful, and I know a lot about this, it became WWE because he got caught with the steroid situation. Okay. And if you were an actual wrestling federation, there right. were rules that entertainment doesn't have to adhere to. Fair and that's why WWE came, not because of that World Wildlife Also, show. I still hate WWE. It irks my soul every time I hear somebody say it. Yeah. it's I, I, The first thing when Vince retired, which I don't know if he really did, I think they should have changed it back to WWF. Like the first thing they should have did. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, so that's dabbling. You're smoking weed. Right. You're watching like Hulk Hogan and yeah. fucking like uh, Gorilla Monsoon and like colorful characters, fucking Frankie. Well, I'll get into that. Anyway. <clears throat> WrestleMania 6, bro. I saw it live. It was glorious. Six? Let me, that yeah. was like 1990, right? WrestleMania 6 was Paul <clears throat> Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. And it was awesome. One is 84. It's like 1990. I was out by then. I was out by then. <clears throat> I had had sex. That was it. I was uh, done. I was okay. done. Sorry. I had So, 
I'm old. Yeah, you're young. I'm old. So. Guess five years does make a difference. Move cocaine, on. which yeah. is the heavier drug, is now the National Wrestling Alliance. Like you're getting kind of into the gritty. But if you want to get hard to the core, UWF is fucking mainlining heroin. You see that shit on the fucking screen right there? That's like, the that's the deep shit. Which later, all right, you know who Sting is, right? Oh, yeah. He's from the UWF. Nice. You ever heard of Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert? Yeah. He's from the UWF. Now, I only remember these guys, again, I'm younger, so I only remember them as they were in NWA. Which NWA bought UWF. Okay. Is what happened. And all that talent just moved went over. Right. So, Bill, yeah. Cowboy Bill Watts ran UWF. Okay. The Steiner brothers are from the UWF. Okay. These great fucking amazing. Dr. Death Steve Williams is from the UWF. Terry Gordy. Remember Terry Gordy? Oh, yeah. And fucking Fabulous Freebirds? Jimmy Jam Garvin and Michael P.S. It's a. It, oh, see? No. You, you have the wrong version. That's okay. that's 2.0. Okay. The original Freebirds is from the 70s because I'm old. And it's Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Buddy Roberts, and Michael P.S. Hayes. And P.S. Hayes is like 19 years old. He doesn't, can't even work yet. He looked great. He was 6'4", long hair. But in the ring, he was shit. <laughs> and Gordy was like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, like, he was a big motherfucker. And he was like 320 pounds. So Gordy could work. And then Buddy Roberts was the old head. And he was like the smart one in the ring. He could work. You're talking about 2.0. Fuck Jimmy Garvin. I fucking hate Jimmy Garvin this day. Oh, man. Yeah. Not a fan. Was it Starcade? Starcade 84? That's not them, no. That They're later, like 87. Because 84, UWF's still a thing. Back. All right, wait. When I, to, wait, wait, wait. This is important. You see that? North American Wrestling Champion? Yep. See that shit right there? That's what UWF was before it was fucking UWF. Okay. So North American, right? Wrestling. It was, oh, it was called something else. And then UWF's what it became. There's Universal Wrestling Federation fucking TV title. That's my crack. Like, that's the best one there was. That's the best It's one. so good. And it's just bastardized. Now, are you an aficionado? Can we discuss this? Do you know stuff? I know some stuff. Uh, obviously, I am not the uh, legend level that you are. No, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. So, go ahead. Do you see this Hulk Hogan belt right I'll here? I'll let you nerd out. Yeah. Okay. Hulk Hogan was in the AWA for a minute. The American Wrestling Association, right? Vern Gagne. He had... Hulk Hogan, he had Mean Gene on the microphone, he had fucking Terry, not Terry, what the fuck, Jesse the Body, he had everybody in his fucking division, and he wouldn't give Hogan the belt, he kept like, ah, no, ah, no, and that's right there, AWA, anyway, so Hogan doesn't get the belt, and Vince calls, he's like, hey, I bought the company for my father, because uh, Hogan had worked in the, in the WWF, WWF, did you know that? Okay. In the 70s, he was there. And Vince Sr. gives him a bottle of red fucking hair dye. And he's like, dye your hair red. We're going to make an Irishman called Hulk Hogan. And Hogan looked at the dye. And again, he's 6'8 at the time. He's yeah. juiced out of the gills. He's on so many roids, dude. He's on so much shit. Oh, yeah. Massive. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And he flushes it down the toilet. She does the match. And they didn't like that, that he didn't do that. So they kind of let him go. And then he winds up in the AWA with Vern Gagne. Vern has him. Like, he's the guy. And Vern won't give him the belt. So when Vince Jr. bought it, Oh, Rocky, it happened. See, they forget this part. So he's Thunder in Thunderlips, Thunder baby. And I want to buy the Thunderlips belt, actually. The ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> it's so good. So he does Rocky, and it's not out yet. But Vince knows he did Rocky. So Vince calls him, and he's like, do you just want to come here, and I'll make you my champion? I'm not going to fuck around. Like, you can just have the belt. Okay. And they took it off a of fucking, who's the redhead? How bad am I? I can see his face in my mind. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking. He was, he was a champion for five fucking years in the 70s. So, tip of my tongue. So, he loses to the Sheik. 
The Sheik has the belt for two weeks. Hogan beats the Sheik in like three and a half minutes. Boom, Hulkamania is born. But the AWA had him and wouldn't make him the champion. So Vern Gagne could be Vince. Missed an opportunity there. Yeah. A little bit. How'd you find wrestling? Uh, So I used to watch wrestling on Saturday mornings with my older brother. So he got you into it. Yeah. Cool. That was his thing because he was like teenager at the top. You know, he was like that age where wrestling was like super cool. Yeah. And I was probably younger than most kids that were getting into wrestling. I was probably five or six when I started mm-hmm. watching WWF. Which is perfect. That's right when it was happening. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Roddy Piper, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. See, he's from the UWF. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't yeah. Know. Hillbilly Jim. Oh, Hillbilly Jim. Here's a good bit of wrestling trivia. Do you know who the first American was to win an Olympic medal in judo? Hold on. I, I feel like it's what's-his-name. Who is it? Bad News Brown. That might not be real. I think it is. No, but it might not be. Bad News can fight a little. I'm not saying that. But he embellished a bit. I think he won a bronze medal in judo. I think that's... That true. might be the answer. I see when you say medal, I assume gold. No, no, no. He's the first American to medal in judo. That okay. a bronze medal. And he like he said that he got in Andre the Giant's face once. I can't see that being a possibility. I don't know why you would do that. Well, Andre dropped the N-word, oh, which okay. is a thing because it was fucking then. Yeah. And Andre was fucking from the fucking 60s. Like, he wasn't from the 70s. He yeah. was from the 60s. So he was like, ah, rah, just called it. He says, Bad News says this. Bad like, motherfucker, I will knock you the fuck out. Andre doesn't get knocked the fuck out. Right. Like, it just didn't happen. You can just pick it by your face and be like, what? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. If he does the shoot interviews on them. I like bad news. I didn't like him in the WWF, to be honest with you. I didn't think he was, like, used well or he wasn't, like, I didn't like his No, story I lines. think they're trying to make him, like, uh, like a bargain basement, uh, what's junkyard dog. And JYD had fucking potential. Like, he had charisma. JYD was awesome, dude. He, also from the WWF. With the big chains there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge co- huge co problem. Oh, well, it was, that was a pretty rampant thing. <laughs> I think that was pretty much everybody in, in wrestling. Hulk Hogan had a coke problem. He'll tell you. I'm not surprised. They all did. And I, I Flair won't, won't tell you, but Flair had to have. Like, there's no fucking way he didn't. I just saw a clip of a video. Microphone. Microphone. I just saw a clip of a video like a week ago. And it's just, it's fascinating the world that we live in and how things have changed since we were young. Sure. <clears throat> I saw like a snippet of a video, like 20 seconds, and it's recently, and it's a video of Ric Flair smoking a joint with Mike Tyson. I saw the whole thing. It's amazing. They did the hot box, and they did Mike, like, Mike, Mike Tyson. Like, this couldn't have happened in our youth. Like, no. This would have been scandalous. Well, there was illegality to it. Yeah. Now there isn't. But like, Ric Flair smoking <laughs> a joint with Mike Tyson, who, by the way, dude, Go back. If, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch some of the old Tyson fights, dude. Dude, Tyson was a murderer, dude. Yep. He was destroying people. Yep. Like, watch the Frank Bruno fight. Dude, both of them. The second one more than the first. But, dude, Frank Bruno was, like, an elite boxer. Like, really, really good. And Tyson manhandles him. My favorite knockout from the Tyson era is Smoking Joe's son. Okay. And it's like 38 seconds. Yeah. And it's round one, and he gets him in the corner, and it's like, rap, rap. And before the third punch hits, he's out cold. Yeah. And then the third hits him, and he drops him. But he's already out after oh, yeah. the second fucking pop. And it's like, 
he was unstoppable at a time. And then it was his own discipline. If he just would have cussed him auto passes away. Yeah, and he, Don King got his claws at him. Well, that's later. I Don King's not initial. That was, that was the downfall right there. No, I think Cuss dying. Because once Cuss yeah. died, his internal discipline was gone. Mm-hmm. And then it, he went from Superman. Well, Cuss was his dad, pretty much. I mean, it yeah. depends who you ask, but yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he adopted him legally. Yeah. So he definitely was. Cuss is the man. I saw a fucking thing in the 60s where uh, Muhammad Ali, who's my favorite of all time, I like Ali a lot as a boxer, especially. Him and Cuss are there, and Cuss is a little old man, and he's trying to showboat, and they're doing slow, and Cuss went, and he would have knocked them out. He was like, I got you right here, champ. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, it was like he was that well-schooled in the art of the physicality of boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was kind of a genius. You got to appreciate that. I do. Tyson Fury is kind of like that. He retired, didn't he? Yeah, but he just he 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 knows the the sport so well. Well, his like, he is not. I mean, yes, he's he's physically intimidating because he's huge. He is huge, but like he don't look like a boxer. No, no, like, he looks like a goon in a bar. Well, he's from a family of bare knuckle boxing. You know that, right? Yeah, they're lunatic gypsies. It's like the fourth generation. Yeah. So when he was born, his dad was already a boxer, and he's like, "I'm naming my son Tyson." And the last name Fury, it's like a fucking comic book character. Yeah. It's his yeah. actual fucking name, bro. Yeah. How, like, how did you get that? Like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. And and he was pretty amazing. And it's weird. He has some mental issues because I guess he's concussed. My favorite thing he did is I think it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half. He gets popped by the black boxer guy, and boom, he's out. And they're like one, two. And like Frankenstein or like f- fucking like Freddy Krueger, not Freddy Krueger, who's Michael Myers. He just sits the fuck up. Hey, if you want to go back to the wrestling, dude, old school Undertaker. Except it was real. Yeah. The Undertaker was the man when he came out. It's see, but you don't know when he came out because you're young. When he came out, he had red fucking hair and he had no gimmick. You're right. It was me, Mark Callis. <laughs> and he was an NWA first, and they didn't want him. Because they couldn't do nothing with him. Well, I don't know. He can work, though. So I don't, that's a weird thing for me. Like, I yeah. feel like you miss something. He was gigantic. But Vince's whole thing was giant men. He wants naturally imposing. Because if you're sitting at the 10th row and they're right in front of you, he wants to be a spectacle. Yeah. The high flyers of the 90s was different after the whole steroids thing. But there was a time where Vince, one of the biggest human beings, to get his fucking hands on. Did you ever see the guy before the Ultimate Warrior who was supposed to replace Hulk Hogan? No. Who was it? I mean, I forget his name. I can look it up when we get off and we'll okay. talk about it. But he looked perfect. Because I like, probably remember him. No, because he didn't have a moment. Okay. He was like 6'6", chiseled out of stone. He had one match on TV with Bret Hart. And Bret Hart made him look decent. Right. But he just couldn't work. Bret Hart was always one of my favorites. He's the best. He, he is awesome. the best, dude. Montreal Screwjob, man. And there's a documentary. And a film crew. It's very exciting shit, actually. <laughs> if you really get into it. It's pretty funny. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think he was right or was Vince right? No, he was right. Really? Yeah. It's Vince's belt. Yeah, but you don't shaft the dude that did that. Well, he wouldn't drop it to Sean. Sean was a dick. Let's be honest. Right. Sean was a dick. And it's weird. But, but he already knew he was leaving. No, yeah. It's, he signed. The, well, Vince told him he couldn't pay him. He had a fucking long-term contract with WWF right. at the time, and he couldn't afford it. And he was like, listen, if you can still get your money over there at fucking WCW, go. Right. So he went over and he negotiated. And then he had six months left. And he did his six months. He had the belt. And he wanted to drop it to Sean. And he just didn't want... I don't know. I would have probably just dropped it to Sean and said, fuck it. But Sean did disrespect him. There was that Sunny Days bullshit. You know that whole fucking story? Yeah, yeah. The click was real. Now, I'm out of wrestling by this point. I bought a house. I'm an adult. I'm right. doing adult stuff. But I, you know, researched on the back end. 
The Click's a thing. I'm a Triple H guy. Like, See, I only, I only know about this, and I literally the only reason I know about this was because, like, again, same as you, I was out at yeah. this point. I was done. You, you're a certain age you hit. Yeah, I was over it, you know, you know, alcohol and vagina uh, took precedence. They are fun. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, so, again, I was out, but I was in a band. I was in a band yeah. with a kid. I was, like, probably 19. What, what, what year was that? I don't Maybe know. 20. 1920, I feel like around 2000 era. No, it's before all that. It's in the 90s. Isn't is it? it? Yeah. Okay. So what, 98? Because WCW and WWF were fighting from like 96 to like 2000. Right. And then by 01, it's all over. Okay. So maybe I'm 18 or 19, somewhere in that area. But I was in a band. We found this young kid to play drums for us. He was like 14. Okay. And he was still like gung-ho in the room. Of course, of course. So he like for a time period roped me back in because he was so gung ho. That's about fun it. though, dude. It was awesome, and I started watching it, and it was right then. It was right on Monday Night Wars, like you know, because you get both of them. Yeah, you know, get you, Raw was on, and then Monday Nitro came on. Nitro was live though. Nitro was the shit. That was a thing. Nitro was the shit. That show, that broadcast was so much better than Raw at the time. So Nash, right? Hall and Nash were yeah. awesome. Scott Hall. Oh, Scott Hall. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. He couldn't he couldn't shake the drugs, man. It's hard, man. It's such a hard life, dude. Yeah. You know, now you don't I don't know what you know about Scott Hall. He was from the AWA. Okay. And he was uh, on a team with uh Kirk, Mr. Perfect. Oh yeah, Kirk Henning. When they were young, like kids, like in the eighties. Yeah. Scott Hall killed somebody in a parking lot. Did you know that? No, I did not. The guy pulled a gun on him. Scott like took the gun and killed him. Wow. Yeah, like it's and that's heavy. And they said that kind of haunted him the, like the next thirty years of his life or forty yeah, years of his life. Yeah, he was gigantic, six six, dude. Oh my god, the Razor Ramon gimmick that was fucking brilliant, dude. It was, it really was. And then they just and they didn't they didn't they, they did their thing. They left WWF and just showed up on Nitro. Yeah. Under their real names, man. It was yeah. some ballsy shit. And they were had guaranteed money. No one had guaranteed money and before. Came that. out the crowd with baseball bats and dude, it was fire. It was it, jeans and cowboy boots yeah, ready to fucking throw down, care. and they were Hogan's guys. It was it's Hogan's second life, really. And rolled in, yeah, dude. That really, I mean, that brought him back. Hogan turns heel. I mean, that's like he said he offered it to Vince at the end of the WrestleMania that you're talking about yeah. when he was walking up the aisle. He wanted to turn around and give a mean look to the old or and run back in and hit him from behind, and that would have been like a whole fucking Hogan heel thing, and he wouldn't do it. Uh, that would have been tough for me to swallow at the time, especially. Because that match ends. Yeah. That match ends with Hogan leaving the ring, picking up the belt he just lost, handing it yep. to the woman, and, and raising his hand. And they hug. Up. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been a tough swallow for me to just halfway up the ramp change his mind and go heel. I feel like that would have been a bad move. I feel like that wouldn't have sold so well. I don't know, man. Hogan was really good at being a heel because no Thunderlips baby back then when he was in AWA, yeah. he was a heel in AWA. He wasn't a face ever. But nobody knew it. What do you mean nobody knew it? Nobody was, as you put it, on the hair on at that point. Like there wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of people that gave a shit about the AWA. Well, no, no, no. You're missing a point. Nobody in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area gave a fuck or Delaware area. Right. But um, that was mid-Atlantic. Like it was a thing. So if you lived in the in the market where it like showed the reason we got WWF is because they're New York. Do you right. understand? Like, like Connecticut, New York, Pennsylvania, that is the market. Yeah. So in the eighties, if we would have lived in AWA land, we didn't even know who Vincent McMahon was. That's wild. It's weird, right? That's but crazy. but we lived uh, we're Pennsylvania, so there's no way we're not going to see Vince on Saturday morning. It's market at the time. It what wasn't thoughts on ECW. 
I have a lot of respect for it now. When it was going down, I just wasn't in it. But, I loved it so much. But like New Jack, I love. Dude, that's a crazy dude. That man's insane. He's dead. He's it's legit, sad. He's legit insane, dude. No, because he did a fucking screen test on the fucking behind the behind the mat. Did you see that movie? Dude, he tried to kill a guy. Well, he well, all right, that's true. What's his face? I know. Who was it? I don't know. It was one. It was only his only match. It was special delivery or some shit. His name was no, no, no. The dude that the fat guy. Yeah, that yeah. Lost off the thing. Oh no, not him. That's not what I'm talking about. Because he fucked that dude up. No, no, that dude broke his neck the year before. Yeah, you know that, right? right. So I, I kind of got that one. He tased him and threw him off a building, and he tried to kill him. Yes, he did. The real problem is, is he was wrestling a 17-year-old minor in the ring, and he got out his razor blade from his pocket and just started fucking po poking holes in the kid's head. Yeah. And that guy died later. Not from that, but he never really right. recovered. That's the scary one. I forget what his name is. Fuck, I gotta look it up, because it's like, anyway. So, alright, but here's the thing. If New Jack tells the story, the pay-per-view the year before, they're gonna go over and take the bump, and the guy's like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, and he goes, it's too late, we gotta yeah. do it. And he didn't fucking cradle him correctly, yeah. and he broke New Jack's neck for real, a vertebrae yeah. in his fucking neck. Didn't call him afterward. Didn't follow up with him afterward. Right. So for a whole year, he's sitting home healing, he's stewing his motherfucker, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. And then, yeah, he did try to fucking little bed, but... He tried to kill him, dude. Uh, I think he's not admitted, he's like, I didn't care if he died. That's maybe not caring if he died, yes, but they, they took the bump and nothing really happened to the guy. That was a huge bump. That was stories. Yeah. Like that was stories. Yeah, that dude got hurt. Well, and, but New Jack got hurt the year before in the same bump. Fair. Fair is fair. And then had that guy cradled him correctly, he wouldn't have got hurt at all. Yeah. Just take the fucking hit. Push the air out of your lungs and take the hit. That's what you're supposed to do. Sabu broke his neck. That's, right. <laughs> That's a bad injury. That looks bad. Sabu's a rough dude, man. Yeah, he's crazy. A lot of drugs. All the ECW dudes were insane. And they tried to give him a WWF run. He just couldn't follow. He's like, yeah, I don't I do not do what you tell me. Yeah, no, I'm going to do what I want. He was pretty... He, the, 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 the Trent. What's that kid, Trent? Rain? Fuck, I can't think of his name. Did you see Behind the Mat? No. Oh, you never saw that one? No. Oh. There's another one. Oh, why am I blanking? I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. I don't have any... It's okay. Tip my tongue. Uh, something on the card. That's another one. There's a couple documentaries you should, you should see. Fuck Trent. What the fuck's his name? Anyway, the Trent kid's from Philadelphia. Okay. And he was great. And then you could see he got the drugs and then the weight went down. And yeah. He got smaller and smaller and then he just fucking died. And it was sad. That is sad. It is what it is, I guess. It's a tough business. But yeah, man. The ECW dudes were not like, I was into that. Like, when that <laughs> happened. So uh, I went to see, uh, I saw an ECW event at like a farmer's market. Where? I'm trying to remember where it was. Uh, but it was like folding chairs. Like, if you got there first, you sit in the front row kind of thing. Yeah. There was a sign seat. Right? To the point where I met Rob Van Dam while I was taking a piss. <laughs> like, he was standing at the urinal next to me. That's okay, where bro. I met Rob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who's your favorite wrestler? From the era, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I always, I mean, my first, Hogan was like my first guy, but I'm, I'm over that yep. when I was a little kid. Um, always loved Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Again, from that earlier era. My mother? My then, it was, then it was Undertaker. When Undertaker Taker. Was, was just the man for so long. Um, I loved Shawn Michaels for a time period. I loved Bret Hart. I loved them both. There's a difference though. Hart's Hart's special. Oh yeah, dude. He's 
Michaels could work. I'm not talking shit. And you, you don't know this, but Shawn Michaels with the Rockers is from the AWA. They were the AWA. Yeah, yeah, they were the AWA version of the Rock and Roll Express. Okay, yeah. And then eventually they ended in fucking yeah. Vince Land. They were the Rockers. They were the Rockers. They were my favorite tag team for a while. But then my all-time, I, this one I could definitely answer you, my all-time favorite tag team, Legion of Doom. Road Warriors, Warriors, motherfucker. Yeah. I got to share the classic toys I have with Road Warriors. Nice. Hawk and Animal, they were the best. They, they, are my, they were my favorite I bought team. that belt to my right, right there at the bottom, because that was our WWF title. Nice. Point. Yeah, I was a big Road Warriors guy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode number 154. We published nothing today. <laughs> That's a good podcast. The Vex on Vex podcast is available on the Podbean application on your phone under the Loud and Loaded Network. David, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, sir. Fucking fuck. Again. We have to now. Now it's a thing. We have way too much unfinished shit to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> this is VexX telling you to stay frosty.